You are listening to the official podcast for ICGC Calvary Temple, Teen Chapel. Be blessed as you listen to life-changing messages by seasoned men and women of God. Rakanda Sidney Asantes, Rakobaho Shatea, Lari Makanda Santes, Leia Panda Kaya, Leiri Pende Setting, Dimi Asantes, Rakolobaho Shatea, Lana Makaya Lehende Setting, Dimi Asantes, Lai Mekendera Hando Sata, Leiri Mehendes, Rakando Sata, Leiri Pende Sataya. Rekondo Satea Lapandapa. Father, I thank you for my life. I thank you for everything you've done for me. Father, I thank you for keeping me alive throughout this year till now. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. It's just by your grace I'm alive today. It's not because of how I look or whatever I'm doing. It's just by your grace. It's just by your grace, oh Lord. Lakanda Satan and Mias Santes, Rocolobo Shataya, Lakanda Satinimi Asantes, Rocolobo Shataya, Lari Makanda Santes, Lopanda Saya, Leire Makanda Santos Satanimi Asantes, Rocolobo Shataya, Lapanda Ya, Laire Pendeset, Nimi Asaya, Lakanda Santanimi Asaya, Lakolobo Shataya, Lapanda Miasaya. Now I want you to pray and ask God for forgiveness of sins. You and I have sinned. Every single one of us have sinned. Throughout this week, we said or did things that we knew were not pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Now I want us to pray and ask God for forgiveness of sins. Because no one is perfect. Because we, and then no matter how many times we sin. God is always there. He's always there in open arms waiting for us to ask for him, to ask him for forgiveness of our sins. Shall we pray? Father, forgive me. You are all the matters of me all. You are all the matters. 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 He is all that matters. Jesus is all the matters. You are all that 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 matters. You are all you are all that matters. 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 
in front of my nevenus. You are, I'll put you in front, in front of my melodies. You are all that matters. You are all the matters. I'll make room for two. You and I, Jesus, you are all that's matters. You are all that's matters. You are all the matters. You are all. your eyes and begin to pray in the language of the Spirit. Tell God to open up your heart to the message that is coming. It's a very simple message, but if you are not attentive, if you don't take time, you think, oh, it's boring. I've heard it before. I've heard it before. And you learn anything from it. So, Speak in the language of the Spirit if you can. And tell God to open up your spirit to what He's about to teach. Kalebe shanda brahasontes. Lipana mashanda malaba laba kata. Randa da 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 mahashanda brahasotas. Leke de belebe shanda palaba laba tayana brahasha. Lempene mehe shantas. Imana mahashanta brahana nana mahashantas. 
facilitators for the work they've been doing. Clap for them. Put your hands together for the facilitators. They are doing very well for us. Oh, clap for them. Clap for them well. Yeah, amen. Amen. Romans chapter 5. Let's go. Sharp, 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 sharp. Please, where's the other microphone? Romans chapter 5. Can we all read together? Let's read from the screen. Let's go. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, by faith, this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Let's go. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Let's go. And hope does not put us to shame, 
because God's love has been poured in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps a good person, for a good person one might, one would dare to even die. Let's go. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now even been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if we had a death in his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for it much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of God, of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if by one man's trespass death reigned through that one man, much more will abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the Lord came to increase the trespass, but where sin is increased, grace abounded even more. All the more. So as sin through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Today we are coming to continue the series that Uncle Nicholas started. How many of us remember what he taught on day one? Please, where's the second mic? You thought I was coming to preach alone. Okay. He talked about um, the creation story. The thing that God, crea- the God created on the first to the sixth day. And he talked about the image and the likeness of God. And what was the purpose of creation? Who, remember, who remembers the purpose of God's creation? Uh-huh. You again. Who? There's someone there, okay. To 
be the get the caretaker of all the other things God created. That's why God created man. Yes. Okay. And then what did you teach on the second day? There's someone there. Last week, what did you teach? He spoke about the fall of a man. And then he said, it first I said, when the serpent came and deceived the woman to eat the forbidden fruit. And after she ate it, she also gave it to the husband. And after that, their eyes were open. And they were able to see that they were naked. So God came. When God came, they heard God's voice and then they hide. So God called out to the man. And then the man said that they were naked. That's why they were hiding. So God was like, have you eaten the forbidden food that I spoke about? And then he said, it was the lady who you put here with me at the next. She was the one who gave it to me. So because of that, God cursed the serpent and then he cursed the woman and then the man too. Clap for her, clap for her. Okay, so um, that, that whole scene when uh, Adam disobeyed, when, when Eve disobeyed God and gave it to Adam and Adam disobeyed God, following the leading of the serpents. That's what we call the fall of man. Right? Right. So, God created man in his own image. The Bible says that in his likeness, he created them. And he created man to have fellowship with mankind. So, God was coming, in the, God was coming to the garden in the cool of the day. Every day, God would come and visit man. Right? And the man disobeyed. The thing about man's disobedience is that God, God is just, God is righteous. So God and man cannot be in the same place if man is disobedient and man is sinful. So God has to suck man from the garden. How sad. But now that God has sucked man from the garden, he still wants to have fellowship with us. So he set in place a plan to restore us to himself. And that's what we are coming to study today. The plan that God set in place to restore us to himself. In the Bible, we call it salvation. How many of you have heard it before? Alright. So, that's what we are going to study today. So, in Genesis chapter 3, when man disobeyed and God was cursing us, as she said. God cursed Adam. God cursed Eve. Then God told Eve that her seed, meaning one of her descendants, will come and bruise the head of the serpent. Right? So if one of Eve's descendants will come and bruise the head of the serpent, it means that it means that God has put in place a plan that in the future somebody will come and conquer the devil. Because the devil was the serpent that God was talking about. Right? So if somebody will come and conquer the devil, then who is it? So if you read the whole of the Old Testament, it's like everybody is looking forward to who that person will be. When you get to Abraham, God tells Abraham that through him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. It's part of the promise that's in, in Genesis chapter 3. So God is telling Abraham that somebody 
will come from his lineage who will cause all the nations of the earth to be blessed. So that's the, that's the promise that the Israelites were holding on to. And they were hoping for Jesus Christ to come. In fact, they, they, they weren't hoping for Jesus Christ. They were hoping for a savior to come, a conquering king, to come and conquer the devil because the devil has caused problems for us, right? Then, but the Bible says that, um, so when you read the Bible, you see that all these people, all the Old Testament characters, David, Solomon, um, in fact, from Abraham to his children, all the way to David, Solomon, all those people, the prophets, none of them could save mankind. They couldn't even save Israel itself before saving the rest of mankind. But in the New Testament, something happens. A certain man comes on the scene. And when he comes, he's not, the way he's even born is miraculous, right? He's not born of like the way your father and your mother will have relations and give birth to you. No. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit overshadowed. In fact, she, she received the prophecy first. Mary. The angel visited Mary and told her that the Holy Spirit will overshadow her and she will conceive a son. And that's what happened. So Mary gave birth to a certain boy. And the boy, as at 12 years old, was in the, te- in the temple teaching the scribes and those mighty people. All right. So this boy is called Jesus, right? And he comes to die for our sins. And that's what causes salvation. But first of all, if Jesus is saving us, what is he saving us from? Who can tell me? Hmm? Who can tell me what Jesus is saving us from? Should I bring the mic around again? No, no, no. My friend. No. Third rule. Sin. Sin. Yeah. Right. So what is sin? So many acts and ways, the things we say, the things we think about, which is not of God, which does not please God. Okay. Who else can tell me something else about sin? Yeah. The guy in the white. Sin is the act of committing a crime under a rule and a regulation. Yeah, I like that one. Sin is, you said sin is the act of committing a crime under rules and regulations. There's, there's a word for that. It's called rebellion. When you are being rebellious. Those of you that when your teachers tell you to do your assignments in the house and you come and do it in school, you finish the assignments, but you still you are still rebellious. Because it was homework. You're appointing your friend, he has been doing it fine, you see. So sin is rebellion or disregard for the laws of God. God said, eat everything, don't eat from this tree. They went to eat it. That is rebellion. And 
um, James 4.17. James 4.17, write it down. Those of you who are not writing, I'm watching all of you. You are, both, you are both sharing one Bible and one other. Hey! <laughs> Sin is rebellion. James 4.17 says that whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So sin also means that you know what to do and you fail to do it. You know what to do but you fail to do it. How many of us can see that even probably this morning, you've seen before coming to church? Because me, this morning, I can remember there was something I was supposed to do that I intentionally didn't do. Then, also, sin is one's unwillingness to be guided by the truth. When somebody is trying to guide you in the way of truth, and you refuse to toe that line. It is also sin. So when your parents are trying to guide you, or your teachers are trying to guide you, or the facilitators are trying to guide you, Bible reading challenge, quiet time, and you refuse to do it, you're also sinning. But sin is not just all these things. Because some people will say that, oh, since I was born, I've been a very good boy. I've never been disobedient. Some people, some of you are, you are uh, what's, what's the word for this book? Goody two shoes or something like that. You are, uh, you are like, holy go, mama, Jesus. You don't, you don't rebel. When they say sit here, you sit there, sir, till the teacher comes back. Good for you. But the sad news is, you are still in sin. Why? Because when Adam and Eve sinned, you see, they were the first creation, right? The first, uh, not the first creation, the first uh, human beings, right? the first couple. And the, the, the nature that they will take on or the nature that they, they, they bear is the same nature that all their children will bear. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, like, there's something called genetics. Eh? They say that there are certain things that are in your genes. How many of you know that? If you don't know, write it down. <laughs> there are certain things that are in your genes. Like, if, um, let's say, I think boldness is from your, your mother's side. Eh? Or the mother's side. So, if your mother's brothers and her relatives on her side are bald and you are a boy, you know that it is very likely that you also be bald in the future. So those of you who have seen some of your mother's brothers, they are bald. You start planning your haircuts <laughs> now. So what genetics teaches us is that you, you carry the kind of nature that your parents carry in their blood or in their genes, right? Now, because Adam and Eve are the first human beings, if they've taken on the nature of sin, then we'll all bear the nature of sin because there are no other parents anywhere to give birth to any of us. 
you understand? And their sin was uh, in genetics, there's something called recessive gene and dominant gene. So recessive gene means that with is is on one side, but it's, it's not on the other side. I've forgotten all my signs. And I've gone to become a builder. A dominant gene is, is very strong, so it's in the family, like it runs in the family. Now imagine if Eve only sinned, then maybe the sin will be on only her side. So Adam's side will cancel it small, 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 small and they want to finish at one point in time. And I, but now Adam and Eve have both sinned. So it means that as for sin, there's no dodging it. Once you are born into this world, you are born into sin. So those of you who have been saying that, oh, I don't need, I don't need to accept Jesus. And are these Jesus people? I'm even better than them. And I, I, I'm even, they, they like gossiping me. I don't gossip. My friend, he attends church, but he has been stealing me. I don't steal. So I'm better than him. I'll go to heaven. If you don't accept Jesus, you also go to heaven. It's that sad. Because sin is in all of us by the mere fact that you are born. So sin is a state that we are all in. That's why when we're reading the Romans chapter 5, you see that the Bible says that for a one man's disobedience, in disobedience, sin reigned in all men. But there's another part of that that says that because of one man's obedience, we have all been the free gift of righteousness reigns in life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, because Adam sinned, we've all sinned. But because Jesus came and lived, you see, that is why Jesus' birth is very important. Right? There are some Christians who don't believe in um, celebrating Christmas because of many controversies. But me, I believe that it's very important because the way he was born justifies like the reason why he's the only one who can save us. Because he was not born in sin. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. So, Jesus Christ comes to the scene. He's the Son of God. Right? And he's the only one who can redeem us from our sins. Who can tell me the two things he did that give us hope that we have been redeemed? Two things he did that shows that now if you accept Jesus Christ, you'll be redeemed. Two things. Two very important things. They all happened over one weekend. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Okay, let me give you the first one. He died. There was the second one. Eh? He resurrected. So Jesus Christ died and he resurrected. What does his death mean? His death means that he has, he has taken our sin. In his death, he took our sin away. That is why when he was on the cross, he said that, um, Father, why have you for, forsaken me? Right? Because at that point, all our sin was on him. And I told you that God and sin cannot be in the same place together. So if Jesus is on the cross and he's carrying all our sins, then that explains why God abandoned him on the cross. But 
when he when he died, he resor- you see, if he had died and he didn't resurrect him, then we say that he's like um, what's this guy in Aremi Kaifenison? Confanoche. That he said is going to bring the keys of death and come. He didn't come back. The dad that we are waiting for him. Jesus died. And when he died, he didn't wait for two weeks, three weeks. He didn't wait for his disciples to die before he came back home. Within three days, he got up. Some of you have been watching superhero movies that the, the heroes, no matter how they beat them, they will still get up and win the fight. Eh. But Jesus died for our sins. Within three days, he got up. And because of his resurrection, now we have the hope of life. We have eternal life because of the two acts. But our hope of resurrection, because right now, still, everybody dies. Apart from the, the people recorded in the Bible, Enoch and Elijah and uh, sometimes Moses, because Moses, nobody knows where he was buried, right? So apart from Enoch and Elijah, everybody else dies. Well, you know somebody who didn't die and was transported. Everybody else dies. But the difference between us or those who believe in Jesus Christ and the unbelievers is that we have the hope of God's life. Meaning that when we die, we know that when Jesus comes back, we'll come back to life and we'll be with him and we'll be with God. That is what God was trying to have, um, that's what God was trying to achieve in the beginning, that we'll, we'll be with him. And Satan featuring Adam and Eve spots the whole plan. So God put in place a plan to save us. And so now, when, I don't want to say if you die now, even though, well, but when you grow up and you are 99 or 100 and you die, you know that God will come back and you will come back to life. Right? We look at all those things sometimes next week. But, Let's quickly go to what qualified Jesus to be the person to save us. The first one I said was what? The first Anas. What was the first one I said? I promised you that I will preach to you. I forgot. What qualifies Jesus to be the only one to save us? Is the question again. What qualified Jesus mm-hmm. to be the only person to save us? I mentioned one. Yeah, please, his death. His death. Death, death, like. Death. No, before his death. Before his death. Um, I don't know. His birth. The way he was born. Mm-hmm. Right. Then, so Luke one thirty five, Luke one thirty five, Luke one thirty five. 
And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So the way Jesus Christ was born, the fact that he wasn't born the normal way, in sin, and God overshadowed Mary, and Mary conceived Jesus Christ. That is one of the things that qualifies him to be our savior. Because if he had been born the, the normal way, your father and your mother come together and give birth to you. That's one. Then he would have also been born in sin. That means that he's also like us. Then the devil also has, so he also needs somebody to come and save him from the sin before he can save the rest of us from us. a long process. So, um, he was born without sin. That's the first reason. Um, 1 Timothy 2, verse 5 to 6. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and, and men, the man Jesus Christ. Who gave himself as a ransom for us all? Who is, this, who is the testimony given at the proper time? So, um, when, when you read that verse, this is at the time that Jesus Christ had resurrected, gone back, ascended into heaven after Christ. After and then in verse 5, he says that there is one, one, chapter 5, there's one God and there's one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Another thing that qualifies Jesus Christ to be our savior is that he was a man. Um, a, a spirit cannot come and do the sacrifice on behalf of us because we sin. If you look at the Old Testament, the sacrifices they were performing, you realize that all the sacrifices were temporary. Do you know why? Because all the sacrifices were animal sacrifices. Right? And you cannot tell me that an animal's blood can save mankind forever. Do you get it? If you've seen, if when you go and steal something and they catch you, they don't arrest your dog. They come and look for you and arrest you. Eh? If you run away, like when you go and steal something, those of you who have been thinking of who are run away from the house, I'm going to do something, but I run away from the house. When you go and steal something and you run away from the house and they are looking for you and they can't find you, they take your mother and your father and kiss you only. <laughs> and they'll hold it there for some time, if not forever, until you show up. Because human beings pay for human beings' offenses. Do you get it? So if Jesus had to come and save us, we all know that Jesus Christ, we, we know the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the three are one. Jesus Christ couldn't have come in the form of a spirit to come and save mankind. Like God would have done it long ago. Do you get it? Jesus Christ had to come in the form of a man. But at the same time, too, he had to be sinless. 
So he couldn't have been born by a, a man and a woman. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Are you confused? Are you confused? Black mask. You are not confused. Yeah, okay. All right. So first, because he was born, he was sinless. Secondly, because he was a man. Three. Jesus Christ defeated Satan. And the three, it has I and I, I. So, I. <laughs> While he was on earth. While he was alive, he defeated Satan. Hebrews 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. This is, um, this is referring to um, the, the temptation of Jesus. When Jesus Christ went to fast, he was coming back and the devil was tempting him. Last, I, I, yeah, last week, Uncle Nicholas spoke about um, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life, right? And when he says that, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, it means that Jesus Christ was tempted on all these three points. When the devil came to him the first time, what, what, what was the temptation? Somebody should tell me. People, you finish reading Matthew if you can't tell me this. No, not you. You been reading far. What was the first temptation? Hey. Yes, Gabby. He said that uh, it should turn the bread, eh, the stones to bread. After that, he just said that uh, uh, man cannot live by bread alone, but by the word that uh, something, something. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Gabby, did you see something, something in your Bible? <laughs> so, the first temptation, the devil asked Jesus to turn the stones into bread. Jesus has finished fasting. Me was me. That stone. It's not even turn into bread. Who knows what it will turn into? Watch it. Like, why are thou fasting? You know, it's bread. But Jesus refused because the temptation was coming from the devil. It's, it's very similar to the temptation that um, the, the, the devil brought Eve with the um, with the fruits, I always want to say the apple. Hmm. With the fruits, because that temptation is the temptation that sums up sums up um, the last of the flesh. Because Jesus was hungry. What could have satisfied him was food. And the devil told him that turn the stones into bread and eat it. Fasting, why you eat? But Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. Because when you when you think about um, the last of the flesh, the way to conquer it 
is by the word of God. The last of the flesh is not only food. It's not only food. What else can be classified as the last of the flesh? This one, I want the older people. Win. I'm sorry if I know your name. name. Like, today and next week, do you? Ivan. Win. She has a mic. Ah, okay. Last of the flesh. What can be classified as the last of the flesh? Apart from food. Um. Fornication. 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 Who knows what the, the younger one please who knows what fornication is? You know what fornication is? What is fornication? Fornication is having sex before marriage. Having sex before marriage. That's an A. The things you probably do. Do you, do, you know the, do you know the funny thing about the word fornication? When you read, uh-huh. so there was one time that I was having a discussion with somebody in school. And the person told me that, oh, when you read the Bible, you don't see, you don't see, um, you don't see Paul telling or Jesus telling anybody that they shouldn't kiss before marriage. They shouldn't touch themselves before marriage. They shouldn't do some things before marriage because the only thing there is fornication. When you look at the word fornication in the Greek, do you know the Greek word for it? It's pornia. Do you know what pornia, do you know what pornia covers? It covers every sexual act before fornication, before marriage. Everything. Including the small, small kisses that you've been giving that boy under the tree. It's all parts. It's all parts. Last of the flesh. Anything that, anytime that your body is telling you what to do and it is not in accordance with the word of God, it is the last of the flesh. Anything that you want and you can say that my body is doing me some way, it's the last of the flesh. Eh? We are fasting. We are fasting. Then you see the watcher. The watcher is calling you. It's called <laughs> the last of the flesh. The only people who can be fasting and be around food are watches and it. They are the ones that even doing their Muslim fast. They still come to work and sell watch and they don't eat it. Some of you, if they tell you that we are fasting and you are the one selling the watches, that day, that day, you finish the food. Then the next temptation, the next temptation was, um, what was the second temptation? What was the second temptation? Soa. 
Please, you go clap for Sua. So I was the second temptation. You go and come. I should go and come. Go away. I should go away. Please, Matthew chapter 4. My ma. Matthew 4. Is it a wonder? He said I give him the whole world. Or is the one that said that? He should jump. Then the the angels will come and carry him away. Please give me what you for it. Let's find it. If you are just. No. Back. Five. So. The devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Up, up, up. Then, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And on their heads, they will bear you, on their hands, they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Do you know what this temptation covers? Who can guess? Who can guess? Nobody. It's who? Oh, please, let's hurry up. Our time is more. It covers, it covers the pride of life. Hey. Yeah, yeah, pride of life. Because he was telling Jesus that he should go and jump so that the angels would come and bear him up. He's, he's forcing Jesus to, like, it's more or less like prove that the angels are at your beck and call. Show working. He's telling Jesus to show working. Jump so that the angels will come and catch you. Do you know where the temple was? The temple was is, is up, is like on a hill or like the highest point in the area. And he took him to the pinnacle of the temple. So on top of the temple again. And he told Jesus to jump. Because he knows that that place, if Jesus jumps, everybody will see. And Jesus to knew. And this would have been the perfect showcase for the whole of Israel to know that, hey, Jesus is the Ogboro. But Jesus refused this temptation. Because the, the pride of life, the devil tempts us like in the area of the pride of life like that. He wants to push your ego. Like he wants to push you to show something. Anytime like you are in school, you want to like, I, I don't know how to put it. Somebody has done something to you. You want to show the person who you are. I'll show you who my father is. Some of you, when your teachers want to lash you, then you start to, do you know my mother? Ask, ask Olivia. If you ask, do you know my mother? I found hey, you spot your kids, car. Because they are MPs parents day. You go to Achimota school and go and ask, do you know my father? Do you know the headmistress? Pride of life. You want to prove. 
and you want things that show. Like sometimes you want a phone just because you want to show that I have money. Like last week we were doing Bible study in the room and they said, if they give somebody iPhone 6, we should should consider it a blessing. He said, no. Because for her, iPhone 6, no, it's not. She doesn't have an iPhone 2. But iPhone 6 is not anything. The pride of life. You want things that show that you are there. Then the last one, the last one. Next, next, next. Matthew 4. Serum. You know it. Let's hurry up. Hey, Ima. Oh, okay. So, um, the devil took Jesus on top of um, a mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their glory and splendor and told him that if he wants all of them, he can have all of it if he bows down and worships him. And Jesus told them that, get thee behind me, for thou shalt worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Okay, so that's, that's, the, um, that's the last of the eyes, right? The things that you see that attract you. Some of you are not, you are not old yet. But when you start growing, eh, and especially if you are not rich, if you are not rich like Auntie Penis, and eh, 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 Every, like the facilitators, you, are not, you don't have money like them. Yeah. And you start working. The last of the eyes, they can destroy you. Because somebody will bring you money. You see money. Some of you have been sorting your politicians. And at the end, then, then, this is where they are lazy. And at the, if you know the thing that caught them, eh, when they put that one million dollars on a table, and they tell you that nobody will hear about this, just sign this contract. So that will bring LGBT to Ghana. You see whether they are strong enough. But Jesus conquered the devil in all these areas. The next thing is when he conquered the devil while he was in the grave. Colossians 2 verse 13. Colossians 2.13 For you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by cancelling the record of death that stood against us with its legal demands. This is set aside, nailing it to the this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Next, next. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. You can keep it there. No, there's 15. So it says that when Jesus died, what did he do? He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame. There's a word that me and my uh, SHS friends have for this. We call it public disgrace. He put them to public disgrace by triumphing over them in him. So when Jesus died, he put the devil to open shame. So when the devil tempts you, when the devil comes to you, you tell him that Jesus has already disgraced you. We all saw it. Right. Then, another reason, he retrieved the authority that man lost. Write this down. Matthew 28, verse 18. Luke 19, verse 10. 
in Colossians 2 verse 4. And let's read Revelations 1 18. Revelations 1 18. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and who is to come. The Almighty. 18. 18. Sorry. And the living one, I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. So Jesus restored the authority that man lost. Through sin, man lost his authority and he gained death. Jesus died for our sins and restored our authority and took the keys of death and Hades. Hades is hell. And then, five, Jesus shed his blood for the sins of mankind and is now a mediator. Hebrews 2, verse 14 to 15. And then, Isaiah 53. Hebrews 2, 14 to 15, and Isaiah 53. And then, the sixth one, blood has to be shed to pay, to pay for one's sins. Let's read Leviticus 17, verse 11. That's the way God's system works. When you sin, blood has to pay for it. That is why in the Old Testament, they were killing all kinds of animals. You see that there were some sacrifices that were um, crop sacrifices. Like they'll bring um, some crops from the farm and those things. But those sacrifices were never sacrifices for sin. Anytime sin was involved or sin was in the picture, an animal had to be killed. Because blood will have to be shed for the sins of mankind. Pama, do you understand? Hebrews 17, Leviticus 17, verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for it by the life. The life of something is in its blood. That is why occasionally we'll be doing blood donation and things. Because once your blood is contaminated, or once you are anemic, right? So, yeah, anemic. Like, you don't have a lot of blood in your system. You are losing life. So, if we have to gain our life back, somebody's blood has to be shed. As I said, the Old Testament, they were using animals. In the New Testament, Jesus Christ did it once and for all so that when you kill your goods, you can eat it for Christmas. Safe. It doesn't have to be a sacrifice or a burnt offering. Right? And then, um, for that point, you can also write Hebrews 9.22. So, if Jesus died for our sins, what can we do to accept this salvation or to, to be saved? Jesus Christ has done all the hard work, all the heavy lifting. So now your part can be done anywhere in the world. You don't have to go back to um, Calvary and stand at the foot of the cross. You don't have to go and look for Jesus' empty tomb and praise and praise. Right? The first thing, we call them the ABCs. Who can tell me what the ABCs are? This we do it in Sunday school. Me too, I was in the Sunday school somewhere. It is in Sunday school. Who can tell me what the ABCs are? 
Uncle Seth taught me. So if if you can't tell me, I can just go back to Uncle Seth and tell him that. Yes. A is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Uh-huh. B is believing that He died on the cross for your sins, uh-huh. and C is confessing your sins. Okay, clap for him. So first, you accept that you are a sinner and that you need salvation, right? You don't you don't approach God with pride. You don't approach God and be like, eh, you say, I should come, so I should come. So I've come. You don't do that. You have to accept that you're a sinner. So they have proved to you that being a sinner does not just mean that you've been doing bad things. But once you were born into this world, you are a sinner. It's not your fault. It's not God's fault. You know who to blame. So if when you go to heaven, you can go and look for them. But once you are born, you are a sinner, so you have to accept it. And if you are a sinner, that means you need salvation. So you have to believe that Jesus Christ died in your place to bear the wrath of God. You have to believe it. There is only one way you can believe some of the things that you hear in church. If you constantly read it, you do your quiet time, you pray about it and meditate on it. See, the things in the Bible, if you don't take them personally, you will never believe them. Okay? So you believe that Jesus Christ died in your place to bear the wrath of God and save you from your sin. Then you confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Savior. Note, your Lord and personal Savior. When you are confessing Jesus Christ to be your Lord and personal Savior, it's not the Lord and Savior of the world at that moment. It's your Lord and your personal Savior. He came to save you. It means that if you were the only one left on earth, Jesus will still die for you. Alright. So I want somebody to summarize what I've said today. And then we'll close. If you don't find anybody to summarize it, write a quiz. Oh, quickly, quickly, quickly. One minute. Or you want to start tearing sheets of paper? The facilitators are saying yes. Summary, 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 summary. And us. So um, I remember he started by saying that sin is one's unwillingness to be guided by rules. And then um, you spoke about what qualified Jesus to be the savior, which is um, how he, well, how he, he was, how he came to the world, um, how he defeated the devil when he was on earth and while in the grave. Um, and then he retrieved man. He retrieved the authority man lost. And then, um, yeah, MPC. He also spoke about how to be saved, which is like as simple as ABC. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's clap for him, rise to our feet. Let's clap for him, rise to our feet. Before we do anything, before we start praying, everybody close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. If you are here and you know that you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, it does not matter whether you've been a bad boy, whether you've been a good boy, whether you've been a bad girl or a good girl. Once you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you are not on your way to heaven. You are not on your way to being with God. And so if you know you are like that, You've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. You've just been hanging around. Kindly raise your hands. Be confident too. Be confident. There's something Dela likes putting on his status. Whether for two, but judgment day for one. We can all be here, but the judgment day, we are all taking our judgment individually. So if you know you are here and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, please raise your hands. I don't see any hands, so there's no one like that. Or if you have hands, please come forward. Everybody close your eyes. Are you the one saving them? Close your eyes. If you are like that, come forward. If you are like that and you are shy, to just cough. There's nobody like that. So I want us to pray and thank God. I want to thank God for the gift of salvation that He came to die for us. That no matter how stubborn our, our ancestors were, and no matter how stubborn we ourselves are. He still came to die for us and save us from our sins. Don't take salvation lightly. Open your mouth and thank God. Because hell is not a funny thing. And if Jesus Christ has come to save you from it, you can't You can't stay there and not thank him for it. It's a big gift. He came to die for you. As I said, if you were the only person on earth, we would still die for you.
Tango, 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 tango. Looping your mouth and tango. Looping your mouth and tango. Give God glory. Give God praise. He has saved you. Open your mouth. I can't hear you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Jesus. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for the gift of salvation. That he has not counted your sins against you. Thank God. Thank God. Open your mouth and thank God. Don't take salvation lightly. Don't take salvation lightly. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We 
thank you for the gift of eternal life. We couldn't have done it on our own. Father, we thank you. Ipalamashanda braha santes lankalabalamashanda palabata lende bereni mihanda braha kasantes lashanda palabaka palamantas ikalabalabashanda da inkadabalabashantas ikalabalabaka palamahashanda da lenkene meheshenta ya da braha santas linkadabalabahashantaya Thank you Jesus that we are saved. And I want us to look into our lives. Any any sin or anything that is holding you back from enjoying this free gift of salvation that you have received. Sometimes you are saved, but there's still one thing that is still pulling you or still holding you. The writer of Hebrews calls it the sin that so easily besets us. We are praying. We are saying that God, deal with this thing for me because I can't deal with it on my own. I don't know what it is for you. But maybe there is something that is holding you. There is some sin that you keep going back to. Every time you keep going back to it. You want to tell God, God help me with this thing. Because I can't help myself. God help me with this thing because I can't help myself. Can't help myself. mouth and pray. You are the only one who knows what it is. Maybe for you, it's your parents' money that is always calling you. When they put it on the table, you can't help but take it. thank you that you resurrected because in your resurrection we have hope of resurrection Father we pray that we will be able to hold on to this salvation hold on to this salvation Father help us to let go of anything that we are holding on to be it the lust of the flesh be it the lust of our eyes or the pride of life Help us to let go of all these things and hold on to salvation. Because we know that that is the only thing that matters. That is the only thing that matters. Father, we thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray thanksgiving. Amen.
What do we say to Uncle Ivan? Thank you for listening. God bless you. Precious Redeemer and free.